Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to a special mini series on the Love Life Connection called Dating in the Wild. Two weeks ago, I released part one of the series, which is called Why Meeting People IRL is Easier Than You Think. I talked about some interesting stats and how people are meeting their partners today. In part two, I talked about the three mistakes and myths my clients have when trying to create more serendipity in their love life. And in part three, I talked about how you can meet more people IRL and my system to building my community, even if you're introverted, shy, or scared of rejection, or hate bars, parties, crowded places, all of those things. Today is part four, and it's how serendipity led me to my husband, Stevie. Now, I've shared the story of how I met Stevie before in a six-part series on this podcast. We actually released it earlier this year. It was a re-release from a few years ago. If you want to check that out, then we'll put the links to all of those episodes in the show notes. Um, But that story was more focused on how one sole lesson of a relationship led me to the next relationship. And that sole lesson led me to the next relationship and so forth until I was in a place where I was ready to be in the kind of relationship that I am in with Stevie. Today, I want to share that story, but it's from another perspective, and it's how serendipity actually played a huge role in me meeting Stevie. So to tell you the story, we've got to go all the way back to fall 2004. My best friend from childhood and I were both planning to go to UNC Chapel Hill for college, and we were walking around campus. And a few days before classes start, all the student organizations set up tables around campus, luring freshmen with free food in an attempt to get us to give them our email and join their organization. So we were just mindlessly walking around, checking out the sites, when out of nowhere, this super jolly and not shy at all guy jumped right out in front of us and asked us if we were Jewish. And we were like, uh, yeah. Well, it turns out he was the president of the local UNC Hillel. Hillel is a part of an international Jewish organization that helps support Jewish students on college campuses across the U.S. And I think, I guess, also across the world, since they call themselves international organization. 
Anyways, they were hosting a pizza party later that week, and he invited us to come and meet other students involved with Hillel. So it doesn't take much to get college students to show up somewhere if free food is offered, and we're no exception to that. So obviously said we would be there. So when we went, we met this sophomore who was involved with the Jewish sorority on campus. Now, initially, my friend and I were like, sorority, LOL, thanks, but no thanks. But she assured us that it wasn't a typical sorority. It was local to UNC, meaning that we were a sorority not part of the National Panhandle organization, which meant we could do what we want. We didn't have very many rules except for the rules that we set for ourselves. Basically, it was chill. There's no hazing and didn't feel like a sorority. And, you know, we were wanting to meet new friends easily, so we agreed to join. So there was this other first year that I met in that sorority, and we became good friends. And to be totally honest, we were both super boy crazy. I think we probably bonded a lot over that. And she convinced me to work with her at her Jewish summer camp that she'd been going to since childhood. Now, initially, before I said yes, I was a bit hesitant because like I've said, I can be very shy and I knew all the other staff would probably know each other really well. Many of them probably had, you know, been going to this camp since they were 10 years old. So I'd feel a little bit like an outsider. But she lured me in with the promise of nice Jewish boys. And again, at this point in my life, I very much wanted to meet my husband. I had a one-track mind. So I was like, sure, let's do it. I'm all I'm all in. So when I got to summer camp, I was working on the tower staff, which is basically climbing, ropes course, all that kind of good stuff. And on the staff, there was this other guy, and it's not going where you think it is, uh, but with I became really, really good friends with this other guy. So we stayed friends for years, long after we both stopped working at the summer camp. And in fact, we're actually still friends to this day, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, But after I graduated from UNC in 2008, if you might recall, the economy sucked and I had no idea what else to do other than go to grad school. So grad school, I went, I enrolled in a master's program at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. And then when I finished that program, I worked in Charleston, South Carolina for a couple of years at a law firm that was doing international law. And then I really wanted to get into politics. And my big break was getting a job on the Obama campaign in Wilmington, North Carolina. So eventually this camp friend went to law school and then found himself working in DC after school. And then if memory serves me correctly, I think he was also there for at least one summer of an internship. It might've been both summers. I really can't remember. But during this whole period of when I was abroad and then when I was in South Carolina, the North Carolina, I was in and out of D.C. sometimes for work, sometimes for play, just because I knew him and a lot of other people. So I just like to go up there and visit. So during my visits to D.C., sometimes I would stay with this friend. And at the very least, if I wasn't staying with him, he would invite me along to hang out with his new D.C. crew of friends. And I had so much fun. I loved this. And it just seemed like a fun place to be for a 20-something. And of course, I was like, ooh, look at all these nice Jewish boys. I need to get here one day. And that just became like a goal that I had in my brain. Finally, the cards all landed in place. And after the Obama campaign ended in 2012, I got to move to D.C. And again, my same friend from camp and I were still very good friends. And he was trying to loop me into his D.C. crew of friends. Uh, So he was always inviting me to hang out with people and go to happy hours and Shabbat dinners and this and that and just a good time. We also both hated our jobs, so we were on Gchat constantly. And I don't really Gchat that much anymore since running my own business, so I don't know if people Gchat anymore, if that was more of like a 2010s thing. I don't know, but I mean, I was just Gchatting with him constantly. He was like that person 
who, I don't know, he, we, he would tell me about his dating life. I would tell him about my dating life, who I was going on dates with. I knew what he had for dinner. He knew what I had for lunch because we'd talk about cooking and food. And I mean, just like, it was just like little details, like dumb details of life. We just knew everything. We just, we were that bored at our jobs, I guess. Anyways, LOL. So one fateful day, he asked me to go to this lawyer happy hour thing because I think he had was in a job, but it wasn't really a lawyer job. So he was still looking for, you know, a better job. And he needed a wing woman to go to this happy hour networking event. And he said there'd be free food. I was like, free food? Count me in. <laughs> so we went to this function. And after I got my fill of free food and he networked with who he needed to network with, he told me that he was then going to go to this happy hour that his friend Stevie was hosting. And a bunch of other people were going and he wanted to know if I wanted to come too. I would know some of the other people and it could help cement friendships, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Stevie, oh, you mean that guy that you've been friends with for years now I've heard about but never actually met? And he was like, yep, that one. Now, again, I don't know if it actually went word for word, but I knew who Stevie was. I just didn't really know Stevie. I don't need to tell you the rest. I'm sure you can guess what happened. I tell you the story because Stevie and I had been circling in similar friend groups for years. And I said earlier in the story that I would come to DC and visit. And sometimes I would stay with this friend. Sometimes he would take me out to some of his social events. I don't know for sure if Stevie was ever at any of those events, but I would be surprised if he wasn't because I had met a lot of people during those years during my visits to DC. And here's the thing. We would have never met, Stevie and I would have never met had my best friend and I hadn't randomly said yes to that person asking us to come to the Hillel pizza party, or if we hadn't said yes to joining the sorority, or me not saying yes to my friend about working at the summer camp, and so on and so on. I didn't quote unquote manifest this because I was working to think happy thoughts all the time or keep my quote unquote vibrations high. I met Stevie because I opened myself up to new experiences and serendipitously we met at exactly the right moment. Now, I'm not saying you'll have to circle around your future partner for years before you eventually meet. What I am saying is that you never know what will lead to what. And who knows, you might be in the middle of a chance encounter playing out in its magical ways right now. So in the serendipity challenge that I'm leading next week, that's exactly what I'm going to help you do. Will creating serendipitous moments lead you to meeting your person during the five-day challenge? I have no idea. Maybe, probably not, but I'm always open to possibilities. But what you don't know is what any one interaction will lead to and what that interaction will lead to and so forth. Whether you feel like you need to create a little luck in your life, you want to shake up your love life, or you're tired of the dating apps, or you've been at home the past year and a half and want to get back out into quote unquote normal life and not sure where to start, the serendipity challenge will help you. You can join us for free at veronicagrant.com forward slash serendipity. I've also opened up a private pop-up Facebook group so that we can interact and I can help you and you can meet each other. And also, hint, hint, that'll be a great way to build some serendipity because even if someone in the group doesn't live where you live, they might know someone who lives where you live and that can be a new friend or a new opportunity or a new chance to create serendipity. We start super soon, so if you've been procrastinating, now is the time to stop procrastinating and sign up. If you're listening to this in real time, we start Monday, so it's like super soon. Plus, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you 25 plus ways to meet people off the apps. And my favorite way is number 26. It's totally free, and you can sign up at veronicagrant.com forward slash serendipity.
And by the way, that friend's dad who I met at camp, we became friends for a long time and friends in DC and how I met Stevie. His dad happens to be a rabbi and he married Stevie and me. All right, my dear, that is it for this Dating in the Wild series. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you in the Serendipity Challenge. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.